Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to a world where power and skill collide. For an instant, a friend can become your mortal enemy. You have entered the world of arm wrestling. Only one will stand victorious. With your host, Craig Subler on AWNR.us. Show begins now. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Arm Wrestling Nation Radio. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm your host, Craig Subelair. May 17th, Tuesday night. Great show planned for you guys. We got RVJ waiting in the wings to come on the show and, um, Man, a lot of crazy stuff been going on over the weekend. We had the uh, South Regional WHL Championships uh, happening, and uh, man, what a crazy event! I um, I was so happy that they had the uh, the Facebook um, Facebook live feed. We got to watch the whole event. I mean. Nine hours of nonstop arm wrestling. It's just crazy. So, uh, you know, it was cool to be able to see some of the great matches um, and, you know, see some of these guys just really, you know, putting it out on the line. And, um, you know, I got a, you know, one of the matches that stood out to me or one of the guys that really stood out to me this year. Um, and I know he's been frustrated. You know, we've heard it from him. Um you know, Luke Kent, man, coming in and, and winning the uh, the right-hand um, 165 class. I mean, uh, you know, it just goes to show you hard work, dedication, um, you know, and just putting in some real tough effort. I know he's working hard, um, and it was just great to, to be able to see him showcase uh, his tools. So, uh, you know, hats off to Luke Kent. Um you know, he was one of the standout pullers uh, in my mind uh, in that event because of, um, you know, I knew all the history that was going into, you know, the whole tournament and, you know, his frustrations with the doping and all that stuff in the sport. So it's good to see him, man, coming on strong. And, uh, you know, congratulations to, you know, all the champions there. Justin Bishop winning the left hand, um, Chad Silvers, you know, basically dominating the uh, 195 class which I was kind of surprised, um, you know, I had Craig two year, um, you know, winning the right, but, you know, Chad looked really good, man. And, uh, that was a really Jack class as always. And, uh, <clears throat> 225, you know, Ron Bath, what can you say about Ron Bath? I mean, he just is a legend and, uh, you know, he won left and right. And, uh, you know, what can we say about Travis Bajan, man, you know, dominating, um, the left and the right, which was surprising uh, to me. I thought Nick Zena was, you know, going to be beastly again, but you know that's the way it goes. And hats off to Nate Adams, man, a good friend of mine. Um, you know, Nate was one of the first guys I met at nationals when I first started arm wrestling. He's really a super, super nice guy. And uh, you know, I was telling him, man, you know, you're going to be 
one of the top guys in that class, and you know he just in my mind was just you know lacking the confidence, and you know he didn't think he was up there. But man, coming in third, right-handed, and uh, six left, um, you know qualifying, that was uh, you know great for him, man. And I you know I expected it. You know he's a he's a great puller, and he's you know doesn't even train for arm wrestling, so I can imagine if he uh, put a little more effort into just training for arm wrestling, that guy would just be a stallion. Um, you know, hats off to the um, the Florida guys, Carl Stanley, seventh in the left, um, John Portella, um, the number one ranked Florida guy right now until um, Chandler moves back in June, coming eighth left and um, sixth right-handed. Um, he qualifies. Um, Daniel Worley, of course, top dog, second place um, in his class. Max Taubin, you know, great uh, great event for him. He uh, he qualified, um, pulled some great matches. I mean, it was a uh, it was uh, good to see him, um, you know, do well also. And um, you know, just a great overall, you know, um, you know, seeing all these guys just pulling their hearts out. It was it was great to see that man, and uh, it was great that the WAL gave us the uh, ability to uh, catch that on on Facebook Live this time. So, uh, you know, that's just awesome stuff, man. Good stuff. Uh, we got the uh, the Northern coming up this Saturday. Once again, same thing, and uh, hopefully we'll, we're going to see some really great competitors. It's a little more stacked, I think, um, the Northern than the Southern, but I'm um, not taking anything away from the Southern guys. But uh, And speaking of the Northern guys, we're going to have uh, one of the top guys in the 195s uh, shooting for the – championship this year i know rvj is hungry and uh i know he's been working hard so uh we're gonna have him on right after a word from our sponsors country crush baby the handles are made of polymer plastic that sits freely over a shaft causing a free spinning motion the frame is constructed of a high grade steel and made here in the usa the handle while you can work many different exercises was designed to challenge your hand strength focusing on overall arm strength adding a balance and stability to your workout by adding rolling handles the country crush allows the user to work many different movements not easily done by similar handles and by closing your wrists off at the end of each movement you work Work your wrist and strengthen it at the same time. Country Crush, baby. What are you waiting for? Get in the game. If you ain't training with the Country Crush, then you ain't training. Check out www.countrycrush.net now. The Gully Grip is a free-rolling handle that inevitably causes more stability in your wrist than any other grip on the market. It's also much more accessible to any cable system, allowing more progressive overloading movements, producing a higher outcome in overall strength in not only your shoulder girdle, but also those muscle groups important for arm wrestling. Visit GullyGrip.com. That's G-U-L-L-E-Y Grip.com. Apply your strength.
no stranger to Arm Wrestling Nation Radio. I want to welcome to the show RVJ. What's up, Rob? How you doing tonight? I'm doing good, Craig. How are you? I'm doing good now that the mic's not on mute. <laughs> I'm like fucking talking right. to myself. <laughs> you were talking away yeah, and you couldn't hear yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. Talking. I'm like, hey man, you there? Are you there? And I look up and I'm like, ah, yeah, I, I mute the mic when the commercials play. So, yeah, you think a guy <laughs> with 130 episodes of the show would uh, be able to get this shit on you know, yeah, track? Just a, but, hey. just a rookie. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's been going on, man? I mean, uh, you got the WAL coming up. Uh, tell us a little bit about how you've been prepping for uh, for this year's WAL regionals. Yeah, just uh, you know, trying to reflect on uh, things that set me back last year. Basically, that was my biggest focus: is you know what what tripped me up, where did I go wrong, where could I improve, and kind of try to dial that in as much as I could. You know, with the time that we have so you know just kind of kept arm wrestling on the mind is you know and just had at it worked on uh, the things that i thought they tripped me up which i feel i had uh more than a few areas to work on so i had a busy year and tried to get uh my mindset good and strong i know for some people that's not an issue it wasn't an issue for me in the beginning of my career but for some reason like uh i don't know get older and a little more status and you put more pressure on yourself. So sometimes the routine tournaments seem more stressful for somebody that's, they're expected to win. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I had a lot of things on the checklist, so I just been kind of putting in the work there. And right now is been the rest and kind of trying to, uh, dial in for the little weight cut that I have, which, you know, last year was a, a tragedy for me and, uh, trying to do a little smarter this year. Now, I mean, you talk about the pressure, <clears throat> the added pressure, you know, being on the, you know, elite puller list. I mean, one of the top guys, you know, expecting to do well. I mean, that added pressure, is it something like, is it a confidence thing? You go into these events, I mean, what what's going through your mind as far as that added pressure now than earlier in your career? You know, earlier in my career, like, I almost thrived on the negativity that, I didn't belong there. And the fact that people almost assumed that I didn't belong there because I was so new, mm-hmm. you know, uh, was, was, was great for me to, to, to stick it in their ass. It was great for me to kind of, you know, prove it. And without that uh, pressure I put on myself, every, every match, you know, was a new person and it was a surprise. But now that I've been through the gauntlet a little bit, you know, it's not so much pressure from the other people that bothers me. It's kind of like my own expectations I put on myself. Or, you know, I'm my biggest critic. So mm-hmm. when I fall short on that, like, you know, I can turn Facebook off. I can turn other people's noise off. And, you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't really get at me. But it's, you know, when I'm, like, flip-flopping back and forth in my bed, you know, mm-hmm. can't sleep at night because, you know, some bullshit that I dropped the ball on, then, then it's, you know, it's my own headspace I got to live with. So... You know, it's kind of all self-inflicted, but in the beginning, it was easier for, for you know, obvious circumstances. Everyone loved being a, a dark horse that came out of nowhere. But once you're not and you kind of accept that role, it, it, it does get it does get harder because, you know, you you take a loss to somebody and you, you make a legend overnight. Like, look at what Giannis did for Justin Bishop. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. Justin Bishop went from a good Southern pole to a worldwide sensation in one match. Yep. Yeah. You know, and you, nobody wants to be that guy that does that for somebody else. 
No, absolutely. No, you're right. You know, and uh, so you know, you 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 perform. You you put last year's you know finals behind you. Um, how do you evaluate? I mean, you, you know, how do you sit down and and pick apart what you did wrong, what you got to work on? I mean, what what's a guy like you do as far as uh, you know getting a new game plan coming into the 2016 season? Yeah, I mean, it was pretty easy because I it, it was easily recognizable like what was pitfalls for me besides the fact that you know WAL was was uh, kind of a brand new venture for me prior to that mm-hmm. I was doing all the UAL stuff so you know the table was kind of new I didn't really know that, that utilizing the pads to, that they're two inches bigger now um, some of the rules were still kind of new you know so I'm another year deeper in that I wanted to make sure I polished up on that uh, the weight cut you know, instead of doing the water cut like everyone else and being uh, hydrated and heavy come tournament day, I just basically went to a moment of starvation, uh, a period of starvation for like two weeks. And, uh, you know, I was the lightest I ever was in my arm wrestling career. And, you know, I shrunk down and was real weak. So, you know, I, I started doing some research on the weight cut. Um, you know, just uh, getting confidence in the areas I should have pulled because really – even with all those factors and, you know, some of them being green in the WAL world, um, I feel that, you know, I, I stood a better chance of winning than the finals might have uh, dictated. But my confidence to engage was a little lacking, you know, maybe because of how I felt from the weight cut and the strength and mm-hmm. different things. Um, but, you know, it's kind of now I've I've almost like not deconditioned myself to, to engage where I know I'm strong and where I know I'm advantaged and, you know, you can have all the, uh, you know, like a Ronda Rousey can go in there, hip throwing the shit out of everybody. But if she goes in there and, you know, abandons her judo and, and hip throw, mm-hmm. you know, then she's gonna she's gonna get knocked out. Yeah. Herself, really. Yeah. yeah no, you you're know? Right. So it's kind of like Absolutely. engaging. You know, just having the balls to stand tall and and get in there and do what I'm supposed to do, and then with that, just get conditioned and strong. You know, you make a good point. You know, you talk about the factors going in with the weight cut not being at your best, basically because you know things were a struggle. I mean, is that like a, a like a confidence downer? I mean, how do you get back into you know the game plan, or you know, you go back to the you know the downstairs start training? I mean, how, how does that affect you mentally as far as your mindset? You know, when when stuff like that happens, you know, you know you could be better, but it's just those factors that are in there. I mean. Do you get like down on yourself? I mean, what's Rob? What do, what's RVJ do as far as um, to get his confidence boosted back up after you've been disappointed with a few things that have gone wrong? Well, I mean, I, I most of the time I I try to keep a lot of the shit to myself because mm-hmm. to have any kind of intelligent conversation with most of these guys, they just think you're slinging excuses to to yeah, you exactly. know pad your losses. So I just keep my mouth shut. You know, I probably you know, uh, clam up for, for a couple of weeks and kind of assess things. And, you know, I know how I felt. I know kind of where I went wrong. I know where my mental status was. And, you know, I just said, okay, you know, there's definitely room for improvement. There's definitely room for work. And then I just kind of like, you know, it took a couple of weeks for me to get the interest back, you know, kind of where some of the guys sit when they take a sour loss and they got a little mm-hmm. bit of bitterness in them and, you know, feel that they could have, should have won or could have won and, you know, it takes a little bit. You know, they all go home and sit in their hotel room and pout and say that they're kind of retiring. Everybody mm-hmm. has that moment where they're like, fuck this. And then you get back to it. And 
I'm lucky enough that I got a couple guys now that are new and they're real hungry. So they they're good with keeping me on the horse. And uh, once I'm on it, I love it. And it kind of nature takes its course from there. Now, how's training been, man? Like, break it down for us a little bit for the listeners out there. They're you know they're always asking questions about you know how do people train for events. I mean, what have you been doing as far as prep? in the gym as far as getting ready for uh for regionals what do you be, what have you been really doing uh well I, I used to love doing a lot of gym work and i mean i'm a huge fan of gym lifts and body conditioning but you know again with assessing my situation from last year i feel that you know my biggest hiccup was going away from some of my strengths you know um and I wanted to get as much table time for me and almost reprogram my mindset where those angles that I should be going are kind of like the new go-to as opposed to like something I got to consciously think about. So I put in a lot of table time to, to make those angles more of an automatic as opposed to something I got to, I got to think about and, and contemplate. I wanted to, you know, I just wanted to build new habits. So it's been a lot of table time. I got guys that like to come over, you know, a couple times a week and just a lot of that. And with enough of that, I mean, I try to do lifting in between, but I don't have a hardcore, you know, three-day, five-day split gym routine. It's just, Mm -hmm. you know, I do some heavy lifts when I do. I'm a fan of, like, max lifting. I don't know if that's good or bad. You know, I max Mm -hmm. out on everything I do, like, you know, over max negatives, you know, but I don't have some crazy ridiculous routine. It just kind of goes what I feel that day. Some days mm-hmm. I practice, and the next day I wake up and do a bicep routine, you know, and other days yeah. I won't do a bicep routine for a month. Okay. So it's kind of just periodically what you feel like doing. Yeah, it's just kind of like whatever's clever, you know, whatever's happening yeah. with life and schedules. No real, so no look, real set schedule. So, you know, this year with the weight cut, I mean, what have you been doing different? Have you been keeping your weight under control? I mean, how heavy have you gotten this year as far as uh, your weight goes? Yeah, you know, I was I was convinced that I was going to jump 225 because once I cross mm-hmm. around that 205 mark is when I get, you know, for my body, I start feeling really thick and really, really powerful once I get in that zone. And, uh, you know, like last year during tournament time, I was like 192 on the day of the tournament, which is, you know, it's, it's, it's lighter than I usually am. I'm usually hovering right around 200. And uh, that eight pounds for me just was, was bad because it was like, Muscle, muscle wasting. I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it was because I was starving myself. Yeah. So I talked to people like you know Tom Nelson was hitting other guys up about the cut, and you know guys like Doug like and they're telling me how, you know, easy it is to shed ten pounds. So basically, all I did was get a little more educated on water cutting as opposed to just starvation, yeah. and do like everyone else. And I'm really not doing anything for a cut. I'm going to hover around probably, you know, two hundred, two hundred three, two hundred five. You know, drink a ton of water, piss it out, and sweat it out the next day, you know. And hopefully by tournament time, I'll be well over 200, which is where I'm a lot thicker and stronger. So So, just an education for me, you know. Yeah, no, no, that's and that's smart. I mean, a lot of guys, you know, they need to, you know, you end up cutting weight wrong, and that's just, you know, a waste of, uh, you know, all your training and stuff because, um, you know, just a little bit of water manipulation is going to be a lot easier on you than starving yourself for a couple of weeks. Especially a guy right, like you absolutely. are you're already lean. I mean, you're not a fat guy, so whatever you're losing, that's, you know, five or ten, five or six pounds of muscle weight to you is the substantial loss. I mean, that's not Oh, that's you not know, good. when I came home from that event, I measured my – I took my measurements, and I was uh, an inch smaller in my arm 
which, you know, any bodybuilder who knows anything, like people work a long time to put an inch on. So losing a real inch was, uh, you know, pretty drastic. And I was almost four inches around my chest and back. So even though the scale set a number, I mean, the, the shrinkage, I could tell by the way my clothes were fit and stuff was pretty, pretty substantial. Oh, absolutely. And, and we've talked about that on other shows before of, you know, the weight when you're losing arm wrestling, you know, weight that you need for, you know, especially around your arms, chest, back, lats, whatever. I mean, those are, you know, substantial areas where you, you don't want to lose the weight, you know. So, I mean, that, right. that makes a hell of a difference. Um, yeah. So, you know, you talk about being new to WAL. We, you know, we just watched the uh, Southern, you know, we got it got blessed to be able to watch it on Facebook, a lot of matches. I don't know how much you watched of it. It seemed like uh, you're pretty uh, pretty busy watching it as well with some of the, the posts I've been reading of late. Um, what was your overall perspective of the, the tournament? I mean, what did you think of it, watching it as a spectator? I mean, I loved it. I sat there and cracked out all night, you know, watching all the events, waiting for the next video to post. I mean, I think anybody who's especially the people going to that tournament, all us Northerners chomping at the bit for next week. I'd, mm-hmm. I'd be surprised if any of the guys, you know, got much sleep that night because once the gears are spinning and you're seeing it underway and we know we're on deck a week later. But, I mean, I thought the tournament, the matches were fantastic. Um, a lot of my posts, I open up a can of worms, you know, mm-hmm. talking about the straps, talking about things. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. really directly a WAL thing. I, I mean, some of the things that the guys got spinning off on, with WAL, you know, and that's their own yeah. gig. But yeah. I also think that a lot of the things, you know, were just general arm wrestling stuff. But, I mean, I thought the tournament was great. I mean, there was hiccups for sure. That's every organization. I mean, I can't sit here and, and, I, and knock an organization that did so much because yeah. there's, there's, it's hiccups, and that's the way it goes. But, I mean, the tournament was, you know, great matches, great talent. I mean, I, I loved it. I, I sucked up every minute of it. You know, with that being said, I mean, you know, I, I was reading some of the posts, and you're right. I mean, people, it's like, I mean, I've never been to a tournament where, you know, the referee and didn't have some shitty points into it, or, you know what I mean, that was a bad call here, or, or this and that. And you got nine hours of arm wrestling, you know, you see some of the stuff that's going on. And, and I think some people, you know, just want, just like when the UAL was in business, I mean, people want to hate on that or the WAL, some of the rules or whatever, the pads are too big, oh, yeah. fouls, you can get injured. I mean, but perspective, you know, of the event itself, I mean, like you said, I mean, I, I just watched the PAL event, you know, a few months ago, Vendetta, where like there were so many elbow fouls, you know what I mean? So you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. Um, people are always going to complain. But, um, you know, with some of the elbow fouls and some of the blatantness with some of the elbow fouls and stuff like that, do you think that's kind of dangerous in the sport when guys are just lifting their elbow off to kind of bail and, you know, they're pulling each other still with their elbows halfway off the table? I mean, I'm cool with somebody fouling, really. I mean, people want to jump their elbows a little bit. Like, there's times and places for everything. I mean, you, you, you elbow foul in the middle of the match because you're, you're, you're getting a little position and you're a little hop or your elbow slides off the side or whatever. I mean, if somebody does that three-inch jump in the beginning because their mm-hmm. forearms the same height as yours are a little shorter and they want to get that extra hand height, that sucks. But, you know, for the most part, I'm, you know, I'm not a real stickler for, for that stuff. <clears throat> you know, um, there, there's, I think bailing, it, like, it, like, like picking up your elbow and pulling away, you know, mm-hmm. like a blatant intentional bail, and that's per the ref's privy. I mean, that's up to them. 
But, I mean, that's mm-hmm. like a forfeiture of match. I mean, imagine in the fucking octagon, if they close that gate, you get thrown some punches, and the guy goes, fuck this, and jumps the fence. <laughs> you know? yeah. It's like, what do you do? What do you do? Yeah. Go catch his breath and then maybe go yeah. back in the gate? You know, hold on, man. Let me let me take a second. I'll take this punishment there. And then I'm going to come yeah. back in in like five minutes, you know, figure yeah. this shit yeah. out. No, it's like once you abandon ship, it's kind of like you weren't engaged in that. It's not hard to hold on to another dude's hand. I mean, I used to play Rover, Red Rover. I was the motherfucking king of that. You ever play Rover, Red Rover? You give somebody's yeah, yeah. hand in my hand, I'll tell you what, nobody <laughs> I, broke through my fence. I Didn't believe you. Broken arms, they used to clothesline dudes, everything. And I was just a little kid. But, I mean, it's not hard. If two guys are trying to hold on to each other, it's pretty hard to break that apart. So, I mean, that's my whole thing about the straps, the slips, and that's a whole other can of worms. But, I mean, yeah. when somebody lifts up and pulls away, all they're doing is bailing from a match they were inevitably going to lose. It should be a forfeiture, really. But that's on the ref privy to decide if, if it was a slip. But, really... When you see, you could tell when somebody's like abandoned ship. Of course. Are you a fan of the the running fouls? I mean, in that event, like with having absolutely, that? Okay. absolutely. But you know what? It seems like a lot of guys are still confused about it. Like, yeah, give us the, your point of view on foul, that. I mean, I mean running foul. Like, I know it's something that the first time I used it was at Neil Pickups events, and I mean it was flawless because you know you get in a position. And, and, you know, you're following, and it, it's debatable if that foul got you the position or the win. But if you win on that foul, you got to kind of restart. Or, you know, if you foul and lose, it's, it's game over. I mean, the, the foul, I think, is, is good. But like everything, people find a way to do anything but legitimately arm wrestle. They find a way to do anything but legitimately get up there, hand-to-hand it with the guy, and make it a move. They're, they're trying to, you know, uh, walk the line of, you know, doing anything but arm wrestling. And I'm okay with people – you know, playing rules and doing what they got to do. But when, when it starts to get away from the point, when it starts to not be arm wrestling anymore, you know, it, it's it, just get up there and fucking pull. I mean, it's not that hard. Put your elbow down. It's like my post about, you know, how simple it is. Put your elbow down, close your hands. Some of the easiest setup matches I've ever had were the most tense matches I've ever had, you know. And, and if, if you're training the way you're supposed to train, if you're not chintzing yourself in practice, you're not getting bad habits and, you know, you're, you're comfortable going up there and not having your wrists bent over people with triple caps and elbows flying. It should be yeah. just another day at the office. Get up there, close your hand, and go. And if you're training within those confines, it should be natural. For me, elbow hopping and doing all that weird stuff is kind of, like, unnatural because when I train, I, I almost sit on my elbow a lot. So, mm-hmm. you know, and I train with a very straight to almost negative wrist. So I'm, I don't think you'll find anywhere that says I'm hard to set up with. And I think that's a lot of just the conditioning you, process, you know, when you you're train training like for that. a tournament. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're training for a tournament. You're not training for who can be the best cellar puller in the in the in the yeah. nation. Like yeah. everybody that practices does. Uh, Get up there right. and emulate the tournament. So and, I mean Yeah. A lot and of I the think, problems that guys have are self inflicted. A lot of the yeah, gripes these dudes have are like their own problems. Take the rep yep. out of the mix as much as you can. Yeah, I I agree because a lot of guys, it didn't seem like they trained in that setup. You know what I mean? Like, because, you know, your post is kind of funny because, you know, it is, you know, close your thumbs down, close your hand, don't move, go. It's like, um, you know, and if people aren't trained. It was trained anything but that. that. Way, it, yeah. Yeah, anything but <laughs> that. They get up there, they close their hand, they bow, they hit while the guy's still. Well, yeah. the referee's still on them. Or they're they, clo- closing their know. hand without the referee telling them to a couple times. I mean, you know. Oh, just, yeah, readjusting I'm, everything. It's just, you know, you got to, you know, that's part of the game is assess. If you're going to compete WAL, assess WAL, assess what the game is, and, and, and get strong and better there. Train 
and, and if that means, you know, how fast they call matches, if that means the kind of straps they use, if that means whatever, I mean, that's the game. You got to play it. Yeah. So for you, you training, for you training for WAL, you know, you train in that setup. Did you get the elbow pads the same size? I mean, oh you... man, I went out the next day because I got an old table that the 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 frame it was like there was no real frame or crossbars on the bottom. So, you know, I was very comfortable having my feet a very certain way. And mm. when I went to the WA table, they had this like smooth bar that goes right across the middle. And it's like mm. right where I put my foot. And I got a big ass long canoe foot anyway. So it's kind of hard for me to, you know, get my footing. And, uh, you know, when I was very uncomfortable and awkward on that table, the way my feet sat and I was trying to align my body. And what, that happened, I was like fucked up from the base up. So I went, you know, immediately after that tournament, I hit up Frank Hurst. And I was like, I want a, the exact replica of that table. And mm. I, that's what I've been training on all year. Perfect. Just so, just so I can be comfortable yeah. with it. But that will probably be changed by the time I go to the, the regionals. Yeah. So they'll have yeah. circular tables with cup pads <laughs> and, you know, five-inch elbow yeah, pin, yeah, and yeah. pin lines. You know, oh, so. Who, I mean, I, yeah, I think, too, with the with the experience of what happened, you know, in this, in, in this tournament versus I'm sure it's going to be making improvements. I mean, you know, a lot of people were talking about, you know, separating the amateurs. You know, the pros are sitting around. I mean, I did a couple WAL tournaments uh, this year where they pulled the amateurs last, and it was kind of nice to be able to just get the tournament over and, you know, hit the road and have the amateurs watch the pros, you know, pull. I mean, what's your take on having the amateurs and the pros together where, you know, you know, it's like 4 or 5 o'clock at night before you even get started, you know, pulling. I mean, that's the game, though. That's that's the game we're playing. And, you, you know, like it kind of upsets me that these people could profess to be such a diehard arm wrestlers. And, you know, they wait a whole fucking year for this cycle to come around. Huh. A whole year we've been waiting for this. And you guys tell – everyone tells me they're bent out of shape about sitting around and watching arm wrestling, the very thing you traveled all over the country for, for a couple hours. Like, you guys are that fucking ADHD that you can't even keep your focus on the very thing you traveled and jumped on a fucking plane for for a couple hours just because it's not your class. You know, I noticed that with the regionals last year and stuff. Like, people just thin the fuck out and leave. And it's like, this is a once-a-year event. Who knows if WL dips off? It might be the biggest thing any of us see in our arm wrestling careers till we're, like, old men. And it's like, you guys are just, like, want to jet, like, take the money jet. Like, I, I like to submerge in that whole environment mm. of course i want to wake up when i'm fresh just have my coffee you know eat my pineapples oh, cool. and grape juice and power gummy berry juice and fuck everybody <laughs> up and keep my energy high but really you know if you got to sit around i mean it's not fair to those dudes either because at once 99 percent of people start off in the amateur ranks and you know they get out there too it's like you know what do you that's like saying you like you guys are dog shit like we're we're, yeah, we're yeah, the real yeah. tournament i mean if that's the structure that's the structure i mean but you guys should be fans too i mean that's if you can't sit around and keep your attention for five hours of arm wrestling when you travel to an arm wrestling event, then you need to you need to check yourself. Yeah. Do you think there's like a sense of entitlement on some of these guys because of the money, and then all of a sudden, you know, they think that they're you know these great pros now, and you know it just seems like there's this attitude, you know, sometimes with that, you know, with the whole amateur thing, pro thing, and like you uh, said, absolutely. I mean. Absolutely. And a lot of guys forget that, that not long ago they were those very guys that they complained about. Mm. I mean, I've, yeah. seen, I've seen it a lot. I've seen a lot of people take a very weird stance once they, you know, they hit a certain level. It's like, you know, it's like an elitist mentality. I mean, I've yeah. seen it enough. So I, I can't say uh, how many, but I know it's out there. And it's not it's not too hard to find. You know, you know I, I was 
Travis was saying, you know, on the interview at with Arm Control, um, you know, that a lot of the guys, you know, were talking about contracts in the sport, and you know, he was saying a lot of the guys, and I kind of agree with him about the most people that are complaining about contracts aren't even the ones that are really you know, in line with getting the money to, you know what I mean? Like those top 12, top eight guys, everybody else seems to be yeah. complaining about certain things. I mean, what's your take on all that? I mean, you know, in the sport now with all the sponsorship that's going on, TV rights, I mean, if you're going to be on yeah. ESPN and you're the top eight guys and you're in the money, I mean, do you have a problem signing a, a marketing agreement? No, man, because let's be honest, I don't have a lot of people banging down my door. And, again, you know, back to doing mm-hmm. something I love, if somebody wants to pay me to do something I love that, mm-hmm. you know, for the last 10 years of my life I was doing for free and even paying to get around to do it just because yeah. I enjoyed it, Absolutely. if someone wants to pay me, I'm cool with that. And I understand where the guys that are kind of crusting on that cashing in type thing, because mm-hmm. they've got to be a little more careful to hedging their bets because if they think that they can do the same thing they love, arm wrestle somewhere else and maybe the, the deal's a little sweeter but when you're at the top of the heap and you know you're going to cash in no matter what organization you go to and you know people are kind of chasing you even on the small scale you know you know you're you're a winner you don't got to hedge your, you don't got to hedge as much cuz you're just you're cashing in and it's easy you just go with the person who's got the biggest payouts but the guys who get affected in the in you know kind of like that little bit step down those you know, underneath yeah. fourth place guys, and yeah, yeah. you know they they kind of get a little more hedgy, you know, because the payouts aren't as substantial. No, absolutely, and I think you know even the UAL when they had contracts out, I mean, you know, people were, you know, it's always back and forth because you know I just think the people that you know the guys that aren't on top seem to be the ones that complain the most. You know, it's like, oh, I'm not going to sign a contract and do, you know, two or three years because, you know, I'm not doing this. And meanwhile, they're really not in the money, you know what I mean? So it's like... Yeah, it just well, I, mean, I made sense. a joke a while back about you uh-huh. and when people bitch about the contract. And I said, you know, it's like a job, right? People can say, well, you got to go take a piss test. You got to get this license. You got to yeah. do this, that, the other for the job. And that's like you saying there, like, well, hey, that's not fucking fair. You know, I don't want to pee in a cup. You know, I don't want yeah. to do this. And well, and then you don't get the job. I mean, if, if, if they yeah, tell you they want absolutely. your armor on banana soup because it'll make yeah. good TV, that's the <laughs> yeah. way it is. That's that's the way it is. You know, it's kind of, uh, when it comes yeah. to prize money, or, or he, they're not throwing money out there because it's, because the guy decides he wants to just give money away to arm wrestlers because we don't, we don't make money and he wants to, you know, give us our, our stimulus. Really, yeah. they're hoping to put this into a marketable package and, you know, they protect themselves. And I understand that, and I don't get involved in legal jargon and pretend to be a, a lawyer or any bullshit like that. But I understand mm-hmm. enough that if they're going to get some return, they need a little protection. And if I want to cash in a $10,000 paycheck from them and they need me to sign a paper, I'm going to fucking sign it. Yeah, well, absolutely. That's easy, you know? So, what do you think I don't Think know. about what's going on with the WAL now with the Monster and all the, the motocross stuff? I mean, you know, like Steve was saying, like over 9 million people just with ESPN, and then I'm sure the numbers are bigger, going to be bigger this year with the motocross. I mean, what do you think of all the, the marketing that they're doing, making the sport bigger and bigger, and all these new guys are getting involved in the sport? I mean, I saw a lot of new guys that were actually jumping – into the pro ranks, you know, they've been in the sport for like six, seven months and, you know, they're right up there pulling guys like Chris Chandler and, and stuff and doing well, you know, it's, um, yeah. what do you think? Yeah. Of I mean, stuff? the sport is definitely, 
I think hit its hit, hit its strongest stride of um, talent because you know there's there's a little bit of uh, quote unquote fame, TV, a little bit of money. I mean, so you you're gonna spark people's interest. You're gonna get more people, more talent, hungrier people. You know, people are training harder. People are are more invested. I mean, I think the monster thing is is super exciting because it's probably in the world of like sports and you know our world it's it's probably the biggest sponsor you can grab right now they're like the 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 budweiser of old you know mm-hmm. you, you, i think monsters now is bigger than everybody they're bigger than red bull they're bigger than a lot of the big dogs and um it's got tremendous opportunity i mean i just don't know how that affects us and when that affects us i don't know the logistics of that business deal how how it's going to change tournaments, how it's going to change prize money, that people are going to get sponsored, if people are going to be having their own cans of Monster Energy during commercials. I don't I don't know. I don't, you know, I haven't seen, I've been to the motocross event, you know, I I haven't seen any direct uh, correlation other than the, the name of the the tournament uh, series changes to Muscle Monster. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so I, I haven't seen any changes that are effective, but I mean, it's an exciting endeavor. I mean, where they're going to be pimping it out to the men's uh, muscle and fitness and, you know, all these mm-hmm. different avenues that, to get it out there, I think it'll grow the sport, but how does it affect the polar mm-hmm. on our level? I don't know. I mean, I think it's cool. I mean, I can say, yeah, Monster Energy, it's like a status, but how does it really affect me? I don't know. Yeah. You know, you know that's a good point because um, I mean, do you think arm wrestling could get to that notoriety, you know, and get to that level of sports where you could watch a weekly event on ESPN like UFC? I mean, do you think the interest is there people like will the public like it? I mean, what do you think like as we move forward into the future? Do you think like with all the social media now, with all these you know different um, companies coming in? Yeah, I do. I do because there's there's a definite marketability for me. I mean, a lot of us came into the sport, and you know, uh, I think there's a definite market for it. Will it be as big as UFC? I don't know because well, no, people are more I mean, happy. Yeah. People like to yeah, see, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, that's that that touches on a more primal side of people. But I mean, I think it could be very big. But then there's an also sad part of society, right? Where you take a sport that is one of the original sports, one of the most legit, rigorous, grueling sports that ever existed, which is uh, Olympic wrestling. And mm-hmm. you you'll never get away. Yeah. You don't yeah. see any of them. They're taking it out of the fucking Olympics, and that's like one of the first yeah. sports ever. When they were running, you know, there was like three original sports. It's like who can throw this further, who can uh, who's stronger and wrestle, yeah. and who can run faster. That's like the yeah. three original. And now they're taking that out, but they got something like curling in there that's pushing a. It's basically fucking... it's basically shuffleboard on ice. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So it all comes down or to some uh, kind of bow you know, and arrow stuff. I mean, it's crazy, yeah. Right. Like, I looked back, and I was talking to my wife about this the other day because, you know, I was watching some show with John Cena or uh, True Grit or American yeah, Grit. Yeah, and, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I think it's a pretty cool show. I watch it, but I'm like, this motherfucker has made, like, uh, hundreds of millions of dollars pretending to do, like, a ballet of wrestling when the <laughs> real, like, Olympic gold medal wrestlers out there aren't making shit. So this guy is, like, a pretend ballet-clad wrestler. Yeah. yeah, he's in good shape. Yeah, he's cool. you got to have a little persona for that. But where in the fucking world do you take the fake version of stuff? That's like me going to the flea market and selling a fake coach bag for $2,000 when the real fucking coach bags are for 300 Do you see how whacked out that is? That's mm-hmm. totally fucking crazy to me, but that's the society we're in. 
you know. So everyone's so focused on selling and getting out there. I mean, it doesn't make our sport any less valid because of viewership, because that right there. I mean, 50-year-old men watching bikini-clad dudes elbow-bombing people, (laughs) quote-unquote wrestling, when real wrestling can't even get on TV for a minute. You know, you don't see collegiate wrestling on TV. That's a real fucking sport. No. No, you know, so I agree, man. There's, there's and not, not, taking that, I mean, not taking anything away from the professional guys that are out there wrestling. I mean, they do athletic stuff, but I, I know exactly oh, what you're absolutely, saying. absolutely, but it's, it's, it's not, not the wrestling. Same. And unfortunately, How you know, you got a guy like Brock Lesnar was fighting in the UFC making, you know, X amount of dollars. And then he can go to the UFC and kind of like, you know, do some acting. And yeah, he's doing some athleticism stuff. But I mean, you can make millions of dollars over there versus, you know, yeah, but really you take a guy like, we'll say, we'll say a guy like John Cena, right? Or, uh-huh. or The Rock or anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even, minus, even minus their movie career. Minus the movie, just from wrestling. These guys are making more than like the yeah. top 10 UFC guys added up. And the UFC guys are actually going in, and they're really fighting. They're really getting in there. They're really getting hurt. They're really inflicting damage. Whereas I know wrestling, you know, you can catch injuries and stuff. Yeah, but yeah, really, but it, is, it is a choreographed thing, and yeah. it's like a pretend version. But they're making 100 times the money as, you know, The Rock is making 100 times the money as the heavyweight champ of the UFC. Yeah. I mean, that's Absolutely. just a fact. So that's just the society we're in. I mean, it's 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 what the flash and flare is, and I don't know if our wrestling could fit the flash and flare, but I do think that there was a marketability for it for the the enthusiast that that loves the, the purity of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we're all fans that compete. I mean, you know, I sat around all Saturday, watched nine hours of freaking arm wrestling. You know what I mean? And when shit got buffered up and they were going on breaks and stuff, I was like, oh my god, man! You know, refreshing, refreshing. You know, it's like. You know, because yeah. I'm a huge fan too. You know, but I'll you know, tell I'm just... you what, I I got an astronomical feedback when Game of Arms was on from mm-hmm. people that were just in my little sleepy town area, the old yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You know, astronomical feedback, and that was like their first kind of reality series. There are people that appreciate it, even the non-arm wrestling stuff that can appreciate it. Will it be, you know, is as, as huge as we're hoping? No, but I do see it has a slot on TV, especially when you got things like my 600-pound life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, when you got yeah, shit like yeah, that right. on there and people can well, say that's tune the in thing. I mean, Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. But society is just so sucked into those, you know, non-educational brain fart kind of TV show where you don't right. even got to think about it. But, you know, what I got the feedback, what I got from Game of Arms and stuff, from a lot of the guys at the gym and a lot of guys, you know, that would say, hey, man, I, you know, why weren't you on the show, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I oh, know, no, I'm not on that level, blah, blah, blah. But they were they're so impressed with the training, you know what I mean, that, you know, we actually train and we practice and we, you know, travel and we do all kinds of different lifts and train our hands and finger. you know what I mean? Like, they were really right. fascinated by that because right. – for some reason, everybody that you know talks about arm wrestling talks about the guy drinking Motorola in the over-the-top movie, and they they don't really take it seriously. They just think it's a bunch of rednecks in a bar, you know, gonna drive an eighteen-wheeler and pull on a pulley. Well, like, you know what I tell people? I tell people they they say they think arm wrestling is first of all just like an arm. They make that motion like you're a fucking robot, yeah, like yeah, from yeah. the rotator cuff. <laughs> they think it's like yeah, that, yeah. and I tell people I'm like. You you know the the better you get you're like maybe that's how you arm wrestle at the lunch table but at the high yeah. level you know the better you get the more your whole body and bigger muscle groups are incorporated so you know if you take a top arm wrestler someone like a Luke Ken or Justin Bishop or Jamie Sheldon or something those dudes I bet you are like freaky body strong for their weight yeah. or even for any weight I bet you they can do shit that a lot of like gym rats 
which is why I love the Monster series. They yep. kind of segued some of those yep. classic strength lifts. Like when the Monster Energy I was at, not one guy could lever the hammer, not one guy could pinch the 45, not one guy could do even 15 pull-ups, not one guy could do. And they were like, these are things that, like, your standard arm wrestlers, at the at, it, it, even the mid-range or entry pro level or whatever, can do, like, all day long. And it, all it takes is sometimes, like, one thing to be like, click, like, wow, mm-hmm. like, you're a freak. You must be the strongest guy in the fucking world. Oh, actually, no, I'm an amateur, and I, I took fourth place at the last tournament. And they're like, what? You're telling me there's four guys your weight just in this town that can beat you? So, you know, there are guys, when when, when they learn to, you know, when you touched on the training and, you know, oh, the, the strength and everything, it, it, it sometimes it takes, uh, they have to sometimes feel it to understand it. And I think that's a great way appreciation. to I, I definitely, yeah, I was just going to say, I mean, when people get to see that, I mean, it's like a strongman event. I mean, people get to see those lifts, and you're like, holy shit. Like, I remember a couple of years ago at the Europa, they had this, um, what, what was it? It was some kind of um, big friggin' fat handle that Dan and Worley was the only one to be able to do, like, ten pull-ups from. No one else could hold on to it, and, like, everyone's like, oh, my God, you know, you're the strongest guy. You know, how do you do that? And it's just because, you know, what we train for. I mean, how we adapt right. to... I'm wrestling. So when people get to see that too, I think that's a big, you know, spectrum where people can go, wow, you know what? These guys are really freaky strong in different ways. I mean, it's just, um, you yeah, know, gives people strong is like how much do you bench press or pulling a truck, yeah, but there's I mean, many exactly. strength. There are yeah. guys out there that can, that can pull a truck, but they can't do five pull-ups. And there are guys out there that can do five one-arm pull-ups, but they can't pull a truck. So who's stronger? It's really got different facets of strength. You know what I mean? There's different facets. You know, strong is strong, and some people have stronger areas. And for arm wrestlers, you know, we should get the the the, the credit, but a lot of people don't understand it because a lot of guys don't fit the build either. That visual idea of like what strong looks like, because strong doesn't really have a look of Ronnie Coleman. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there are guys that no, look no. like Ronnie Coleman that are really strong, but then there are guys that look like Ronnie Coleman that are weak as shit, and that's yeah. the, the the more common one. But people Absolutely. see like a guy like. Uh, uh, you know, up here we got a kid, uh, George Sheldrick, who's, you know, or like Nicholas Nanistad, who's 6'5". I mean, you see him in a T-shirt on. I mean, he's probably got a good forearm. And, you know, as arm wrestlers, we could pick him apart. If he's walking down mm-hmm. the street, I was going to be like, dude, flex, you're jacked. You know, <laughs> you find out he's yeah. a, like a championship arm wrestler. There's going to be a lot of dudes that are going to call him up on that and be like, really? Yeah. Really? You know, if you're fortunate enough <laughs> to have big biceps and big shoulders, you know, people might believe you. But there's a lot of guys that probably get called out on it all the time. Until they get a hold of it, you know. I told I've told more guys. I bring, I got a 140 pound kid that comes and and he'll stonewall any 200 300 pound guy, and mm. they just sit there and they're like, Phew. you ever see that jet commercial where the people's head explode like purple puffs of dust? <laughs> it's like yeah. that. Yeah. So, no, that's yeah. definitely that. That's definitely the. Um, perspective people have that you know they think like you know people at my work they'll be like i can't believe there's guys that beat you on wrestling i'm like yeah there's guys that crush me i'm like i suck still like you know because they think like you got big arms or whatever that you're just you know you're and i'm like i explained to them like there's 150 pound guys that smash me sometimes i mean it's just like you know but people don't see that i don't know it's just like and i guess it's like the fight game sometimes you see these big guys and you think oh you know there's no way that, you know, like Devin arm wrestling that big guy from Game of uh, Thrones there, you know, there's no way that would ever happen. And then people were like freaking out, but we all knew that would happen. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and you know what pisses uh, me off about that is they give so much nod to the technical side, which of course Devin's technical, but let's be mm-hmm. honest. 
Yes, Devin's not going to go shoulder press that, you know, crazy log that he broke a thousand-year-old record doing or whatever that guy mm-hmm. did. But mm-hmm. in the world of arm wrestling strengths, if they mm-hmm. were to do, like, you know, wrist curls, bicep curls, lat rows, all this stuff, I would bet you that Devin Larry is just sheerly stronger than that man. Now, Absolutely. if they were to do a 15-round uh, strongman thing where they had to squat cars and, you know, yeah. uh, do all yeah. kinds of weird shit like that, okay, you know, maybe <laughs> you're in trouble. But in the world of Armerson, he was stronger, and people cannot put their head around, like, they assume Not that he's stronger. And, yeah. you know, and, and Bigger isn't stronger. You know, how come chimpanzees can be 60 pounds and they mm-hmm. have they can dismember you with their hands. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's actually happened to people. And they're I like know, 80 pounds, 100 pounds, yeah. and they're yeah. like weirdo strength, super weirdo. <laughs> so yeah. size doesn't make strength. Not at all. Not at all. And it's actually intimidating because you, you meet guys like that, and you'll be like, holy shit, you know what I mean? And then they're so much stronger than what you think. So I think that's a really cool part about the sport, I mean, because you got guys like, Paul Talbot and you know even Justin Bish is not a real big guy but as arm wrestlers we can pick out you know the big forms the strong hands and stuff but you know we get them on arm wrestling table and it's you know it's all all a different world oh, you yeah, know they feel like it, it all feels like it's <laughs> like you're grabbing a bronze statue when they put their elbow yeah. down like nothing wants to give there's no movement yeah. there and I mean, but that's all the way down into their core. Like, when you get exactly. no, when you get that kind of rigidity, people don't understand that, like, it's your core, it's your hips, it's your, mm-hmm. your shoulder blades, your, you know, I, I, I've seen tech injuries, shoulder injuries. It goes all the way to your weakest link. And when you pull somebody that's solid like that, I mean, they're solid throughout. They're from toe to, to friggin' neck. They're, they're diesel. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's just my thing on it. So no, you're right, and hey. I think a lot of people miss out on that, like core and stuff. Like I, you know, some guys like you know, I would talk to Benny about that stuff, and he think that I was crazy that I would be training my core. It's like, but you know, it's very important. It's twisting. It's you know, you 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 uh, listen yeah. to Louis Simmons talk about his training and powerlifting and stuff. And, and, and that guy's got a belly, but you know, you stick your fist in it. He pops your hand out. It's cause you know, everything comes from the obliques and people just, Absolutely. you know, they, they ignore that. And that's why a lot of guys, you know, you practice with, you'll be like, Oh man, I think I twisted my, you know, my, um, my ab or something, you know what I mean? Like, and it's just like, you yeah. gotta have all those functions, uh, you know, strong and, uh, willing. So before I let you go, Rob, I mean, you, you you're a couple days away. Your mindset right now, I mean, are you feeling like this is going to be your year? I mean, what, what's, what's your mindset like? Uh, yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying to kind of like, uh, it's, I start my journey to Chicago tomorrow. So like, uh, you know, cause we, we make a week long vacation, we drive, we stop halfway, then we go to Chicago and, uh, be there a couple of days and then we take a two day journey home, just hit the hotels and restaurants and have some fun. But, you know, starting the journey and packing tonight, it's, it puts my mind in zone, but I'm trying not to really think about it. I mean, I do sincerely feel that that I'm a in my mind that that it's it's up to me that I can double hammer it this year. I think that uh, you know I I think I've got the I'm physically ready, and if I just uh, apply what I've worked on, I I feel good about it. I feel like I'm I'm strong and ready. It's just uh, there's always those tournament variables. There's always shit that can happen, and that's why uh, Vegas has odds in betting. But, you know, right Absolutely. now, uh, where I sit, my strength and conditioning and my mindset is it's better than it was last year. And I did I had a pretty good run last year. So, yeah. you know, yeah. we'll see. 
Well, it's awesome, man. We're going to be cheering for you, brother. We'll be cheering for you. We'll be watching on Facebook. We want to wish you the best of luck, man. Thanks a lot for coming back on the show. you know, Absolutely, this is man. my Always last show. This is my last show. Um, I'm retiring the radio show, and I, you've been my favorite guest, man. I was glad to have you on to wrap <laughs> up Arm Wrestle Nation Radio. Um, you know, we had 130 episodes, a three-year run, and uh, I just wanted to thank you for uh, always being supportive, and I wish you the best of luck at regionals, and uh, I know you're going to kick some ass, brother. Same to you, buddy. Best of luck, and we'll see you around. All right. Take care, man. We'll be right back. after take from our. Prepare for the battle of your life. Bring your A-game and tune your weapons with the Wrist Wrench. The Wrist Wrench is a weightlifting pulley handle designed by and for arm wrestlers. It helps develop and strengthen the hand, wrist, and forearm. Crank up your power with the Wrist Wrench. Visit thewristwrench.com today. That's www.thewristwrench.com. Guys, RVJ, sounding confident, prepped, second time around. I mean, you know, it's just going to be great for him and uh, really looking forward to uh, seeing the results. Uh, That 195 class is going to be jacked with him, Hutchings, uh, you know, a lot of the top guys, Storm. um, You know, the list just goes on and on and on. And, uh, you know, like I said, when Rob got off – you know, my announcement tonight was this will be the last episode of Arm Wrestling Nation Radio, 130 episodes later, three years in the running almost. Um, you know, I enjoyed every every week of doing shows, had some great guests on, got to meet everybody in the world of arm wrestling and went to tournaments and got to meet all you guys in person. And, you know, it's been just a great journey, but... uh you know, I just feel like it's time to um, to get on to uh, different things. Um, you know, I got the Arm Bets TV, um, Table Time TV show that we're going to be doing here shortly. I, I want to invest my time into that, uh, a little different avenue, um, you know, doing TV versus radio. Um, and, um, you know, with, uh, you know, hand control with those guys, now doing interviews, it's just a perfect time for me to step aside and, you know, watch other people prosper and promote this great sport of arm wrestling. So uh, I just wanted to take that moment to thank you guys for all your support. I mean, it's just been a great, great journey. I'm just very blessed to be able to uh, to put this show together and have uh, some great guests and support from the arm wrestling community. So it's been a blast. And, uh you know, before I close up the show, I want to have a good friend of mine, the PAL coordinator himself, uh, Peter Mills, on the show. What's up, Peter? How you doing tonight? Craig, how are you, sir? I'm doing great, brother. I'm doing great. How about you? How's what's I'm hanging going in there. on? That was a fantastic. That was a fantastic interview with uh, with Rob. Just a, yeah, he's a, a true champion and, a, and just a good old guy. That's that's awesome. Yeah, he's, stuff, man. he's he's a great guy. Yeah, I like I like Rob. We've had him on the show freaking four or five times. I mean, we were going to do a weekly episode of RVJ Weekly, and uh, yeah, he's just he's just one of those guys. You know, he reminds me of those typical kind of strongman kind of guys that arm wrestles, and you know, like he was saying earlier in his career, he was like, you know, so like 
dismantling people when he shouldn't have been, and it was awesome to see that young RVJ out there yelling and screaming and, you know, calling out guys like John Brzezink and stuff. It was just, you know, awesome how uh, how he's evolved in the sport. And uh, so, you know, with that being said, Peter, man, what's been going on with you? I mean, PAL's rocking the house, the arm fighter events all over the place. I mean, you guys are busy, busy, busy. I know uh, you've been training and doing all this stuff. I mean, what's what's uh, what's the update from the PAL headquarters? Couple new things. Uh, we, we today we finally finished the contract with MyoFit, the uh, the clothing people. I, I don't know okay. if you're familiar with them. They're awesome. Yeah, 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 awesome. yeah. They're awesome. Real nice stuff. Real high quality merchandise, and uh, they're the official clothing uh, manufacturer for American Arm Fighter. So now everything American Arm Fighter comes from MyoFit. Uh, we're gonna start an American Ooh. Arm Fighter line with them. So it's gonna be really cool. Uh, check them out. They do a lot of good stuff. It's custom stuff. You know, each shirt is made for the individual. So, you know, big shout out to MyoFit. I love them. Good people. Uh, also, which is most important to me, this is the this is the project I really got involved with the American Arm Fighter with for. Uh, you know, veterans, people, and people who serve our country. You know, I'm fortunate in my life. I have a great wife, two great kids. Fortunately, I have a, a good business. I'm very happy. But that's not possible without people going over there and doing battle and protecting our rights, protecting Absolutely. our country, bleeding mm-hmm. for us, dying for us. So uh, finally, the the paperwork came through. All the legality, all the legal bullshit. Uh, American Armed Warriors is starting this month. All right. Disabled Veterans class and a Veterans Only class. Awesome. So in the future American Armed Fighter events, I mean, actually American Armed Fighter was supposed to start in July. I pushed Igor to start early to get, you know, I'm from Vegas. We like a soft opening. Mm-hmm. You know, get, get our bugs out and, you know, when, yep. it, when it rolls, it rolls. You know, July 16th was actually supposed to be the breakout. That's a familiar day to you, isn't it, Craig? Aren't you doing something? Yeah, 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 yeah. I got a, I got a date with the bearded wonder from Canada. I'm like, uh, there you go. That yeah, shit talking, like... beer drinking, son of a bitch. Yeah, there you go. That guy, I'm gonna eliminate from the world of arm wrestling. <laughs> so, I'm a big boy. Yeah. I think it's a score for him. Yeah, I think he's still gonna look good without a beard. I mean, you know, it's, I'm kind of tired of watching him talking with that beard and stuff. I think he's going to look, it'll look, he'll look younger. So I think now that he's, uh, he's uh, looking for a different look. Uh, I think I'm going to give it to him. <laughs> I've already contracted a barber. There will be a barber on site. Oh yeah, baby. That's awesome. I don't have to bring my razor. Now. Awesome. You wouldn't, you wouldn't believe what a pain in the ass that was. Oh, I can imagine. I can imagine. There's so I mean, much I can, legality. I, have I a barber on site. That, uh, I can't even imagine that conversation. <laughs> that went down. <laughs> It's crazy. Well, state, I, a event, I need a barber chair and a barber. Like a beard off. It's like that guy probably went, "What the hell?" <laughs> I had a, the barber was cool with it. He just told me the price. I said, "Good," but the board of health. I had to get a certificate from the board of health to have a barber on site. That's crazy. Well, you done. heard it, Evan. We're special now, man. We got the board of health coming on, barber chair, everything set. <laughs> I mean, it's gonna be awesome. It's uh, crazy, but uh, you know that's the American Arm Warriors. Is, is I'm really excited awesome. about that's, 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 really that's, awesome. that's huge. Yeah, that's, that's huge. Good. I mean, it gives the guys in the military a chance to come out and uh, showcase their their strength and stuff. And like you said, man, if it wasn't for all those guys out there, brave, um, we wouldn't be able to do what we do, man, and have the freedom that we have. So uh, you know, that's huge news. I'm a I'm a big uh, supporter of the military, and uh, I'm glad to see that. You know that you know arm wrestling's backing that up because uh, I think that's going to be a, a win-win for uh, everybody. We're also uh, right now dealing with the USO, trying to work out the logistics. We're going to bring tables and tournaments to the to the to the front lines. So oh, anybody wow. shout it out there, anybody who wants to participate, let us know. And I know you're in. I know you're coming. 
We're going to go over there and do some pulling, do some pulling for those guys, do some pulling with those guys, run some events for them out out in the field. Just, you know, time to give back something. You know, we we can't just keep taking, man. We got to give back too. So how's everything going with you, man? How's training going? You got a big matchup too, the July 16th with uh, Mini Me Mills. Um, I'm sure he's listening. <laughs> his high chair. He's, he's razzing me up with the high chair. Uh, high chair. Uh, well, thing, so, he, he uh, told me the other day he's going to come in a little light because he's got a photo shoot. I guess his bathing suit modeling career is, is important to him. I don't man, know. That guy, I don't know what happened to him. He was like, me and him used to talk about going on a, a chafee date was which uh, when two guys get together and eat a bunch of cheeseburgers and fries, and all of a sudden now he's like this like supermodel guy. I don't know what's going on with John. You know, John, know John's a good good arm wrestler, a good guy. He's crazy. I mean, he's guy. got something wrong with his head. I understand that, but <laughs> this supermodel thing, I don't know, man. It, it scares me, you know. It, it makes me a little nervous. I think he really now, just wants to hold my hand. I think he got a crush on me uh, or something. Maybe, I don't know, dude. Maybe it's the ball, this, I don't know. It just might be something going on there. I don't want to speculate, but July 16th, that's going to be another great matchup with you and John. And uh, all joking aside, uh, John's a great guy. And, uh, you know, we're looking forward to that matchup. And me and Evan, our matchup. And the card is just phenomenal. Just even be there to watch that live is, you know, I'm just a huge arm wrestling fan. So to be able to see all those monsters. And uh, I think that's one of the biggest vendetta cards that you know with all the who's who of the top dogs in arm wrestling going to be in rhode island at the uh river casino man it's going to be off the chain craig you know it's going to be super cool when we're in the back in the staging area you know you'll be sitting next to pushkar and truman and, and those and, and, and tim bresnan and those monsters all those guys will all be in the same you i will be in the same room with those guys Easy. just think how awesome that's going to be no man i just can't wait man i'm just so super excited training hard and just super motivated and that's all that's been on my mind july 16th rhode island i can't wait man looking forward to it well pete man i want to thank you for uh one more one more thing if you don't mind we have we have we have two big events on may 28th one in disney world at buena vista palace and one in mississippi mississippi mayhem both of those will be recorded in their entirety for the new reality show so anybody who wants to get out there and get on tv get their ass out there and pull the new reality show. Wow, that's awesome, man. That's going to be... Uh... Yes, sir. What's going on with that, man? Tell, tell our listeners a little bit about this reality show. We've contracted a great, uh, a great uh, production guy who, who does okay. the, the Pacquiao fights. Yeah, he's, he's tremendous. Okay. And, uh, cool. We have two new TV contracts, and uh, we have a contract to produce a reality show for one of our new contracts, which everybody knows who they are, but I can't announce it yet. But uh, uh-huh. we're starting to do filming now. Oh, and by the way, you're on it. We're going to do some things and we're, we're actively recruiting people now to come on the show with us and get awesome. them filming. It's about real life. It's not going to be okay. a hoorah bullshit show. It's about training and, and, you know, our personal relationships and what we do to get to arm wrestling. It's going to be a, a, you know, a behind the scenes look at arm wrestling. Of course, there's going to be a lot of pulling involved, you know, mm-hmm. culminating in, in events and championships. Of course. So it's going to be, uh, going to be pretty exciting. That is exciting, man. I can't wait for that. That's going to be awesome. So, Chris, All right, what man. My brother Scott, where's where's Scott tonight? What happened? Well, I, you know what? He messaged me, and all due respect to him, he just didn't feel like because where you're at with the PAL, he's just the guy that's putting on tournaments, and he just didn't feel like he was. I mean, I don't know if the powers that be spoke to him and said, "Hey, I don't want you going on there arguing back and forth," and and it wasn't even going to be that way. I just wanted to have a discussion about some of the things that were going on with the PAL versus the WAL, because 
I don't know, man. It's like Travis was on, you know, um, the hand control show, and, you know, people are, like, so negative, like, talking about, you know, PAL's garbage and Igor sucks and blah, blah, blah. blah. And and, and And you guys haven't, like, PAL has not been like that with the WAL. So I just think that. Why would we? Why would I don't we? Know. You know what I mean? You know, I was running the European that, Championships this week. I mean, you know, I that's just, bigger than any event we could ever think of running. Anybody here in the United States. Yeah, <laughs> I just, I just think that people get, I don't know, a little bit, maybe like, I don't know. They have to be negative about other events and stuff. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't care. I mean, the whole point of it is, the whole point of it is, in my aspect of things, is is arm wrestling, man. It's all about supporting each other. And right. I think that what the WAL is doing is totally different from what PAL is doing. I mean, especially with the exactly. vendetta and the, and the matches and stuff. So I think that is great for arm wrestling as far as, you know, people getting on and talking negative about certain people because maybe something happened in the past or whatever happened. Right. I mean, we're not all perfect and we all make mistakes and we all, you know, have done some stuff sure. that, you know, might have been for the love of the sport that might have backfired, but I I just, I, you know, I don't get it. But you know what, that's, people can be like that and I don't really care so, because it doesn't affect me, so. No, it doesn't bother me. The only thing that drives me nuts is the contract stuff. They keep talking about yeah. contracts. There's no contracts you could pull. And I mean, poor Jeff Darby, he, he seems like a good guy. The poor guy's <laughs> up on, he's ready to choke himself to death. Yeah, you know? I know, I know. Well, it's funny because I'm, trying to do the interview and I see these, you know, notifications coming up. I'm like, Oh man, what's going on with Jeff here? And it's like, you know, he's just, and it's, you know, whatever. I mean, I don't know. At the end of the day, what my understanding was, you know, was that, you know, if you're not those elite guys that are, you know, in the top eight, you're not even signing these major contracts, but I don't know what to tell you, but I, I really, yeah, no, you I know, I don't really I care. I I mean, you know what? Anybody can pull wherever they want. Anybody, anybody uh, from PAL, I'm going to say this right now. Anybody who wants to pull right. WL events, go ahead. You want to pull UAL events, go ahead. You want to pull nationals, go ahead and knock yourself out, man. Enjoy it. It's crazy. Yeah, there's not enough events. There's not enough events right. in our area. Pull whatever you can, whenever you can. Yeah. And the sucky part is, like, some of these events, like, even Saturday, like, you got WAL going on, and then you got the Nationals going on. It's like, God, it's just like ghost town at the Nationals versus yeah. everybody's at WAL. And I don't know. I guess the scheduling or whatever, it could be conflicting. I don't know what happens with all that. I mean, there's only 52 weekends, you know what I mean? So whatever. But it just well. seems like it just seems like people are just – stepping over and stepping over. And then it's like, you know, for me, like as an athlete now, it's like, and not that, you know, I'm going to win any events or whatever, but I got to pick and choose what I have to do because, you know, I can't peak for all these events. It's just crazy. So, which is good. I mean, it's good to have all these events, but it's just like, you know, just, it's kind of, it's just deteriorating the national scene. You know, guys are showing up. There's hardly anybody there, and everybody's right. you know, pulling in other events, which I understand. I mean, if you're going to win ten grand versus a medal, I mean, I understand you pulled. No, your, I get you know, it. I get it. But I mean, the, you know, the national the nationals have been around a long time. We oh. and I'm going to say right now, PAO will never run an event the same weekend as nationals, yeah. not even the weekend before. It's just yeah. it, you just you just don't do that. That's just disrespectful. Tricky, yeah. No, you know, you got to take care of, of the arm wrestler. You know, this, we 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 want to make money too. It's a business, but arm wrestling first. Yeah, and my you know, thing, that's, it's that's not. And, and the thing is too is like, and my thing is, it's not always about 
the top guys either. Like, you know, it's like some of these other guys that are coming in and they're training hard and stuff and, you know, maybe, yeah, they're not going to be able to, you know, make top eight at the WAL, whatever, but, you know, they're training, they're going to nationals or whatever, and and it's like, uh, you know, they're not able to compete against the, the level of competition that would have been there, you know what I mean? It's just kind of, you know, because I remember yeah. when I first got into sport, I'd see old videos of AAA nationals, and you'd have all these guys there, and it was just crazy, and now it's like, you know, my last know. nationals, there's... I don't even think there was one elite guy there. You're not taking anything away from the pullers. I mean, there was a lot. No, of great no, I know what you're saying. There was no Ron Bass or no, you know what I mean? Like, so no. Well, just, when we, well, I sat with the producer Glenn, yesterday Glenn Brooke, the reality Glenn show. Brooke, the biggest name there, I think. It, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so, but, but you know, the next Ron Bass will be there now. He's just two years or three years away from being Ron Bass. Well, that's, that's true. That's how that's it goes. True. That's true. Yeah, you know, you're right. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But we, like I said, we sat with the we sat with the producer yesterday, and we we brought out all the photos and those bios of of the people that we're looking to bring on. And uh, you know, I'm going to tell you right now, he scratched out Pushkar and Truman in about four seconds. He said, "Not interested. Uh, They're not interesting huh. to me." It's yeah. not about who's the best puller. It's about who's the best person. Who's got a real life? Who's you know, Pushkar and Truman are paid by the state. They train and train and train, and then they arm wrestle, and then they train, and then they arm wrestle. You know, yeah, we yeah. could have them go to work, and we train in between our work, mm-hmm. and we go see our kids and our wife, and you know, we we were run, running from the gym over to the school. You know, it's just that they want the right. real life stuff. So no, you're you right. know, yeah. it, that's what it's about. It's about life. Well, that's a good perspective too, man. It's going to make the sport like that's what me and Rob were just talking about. When people get behind the scenes and see the training and the lifestyle and stuff that goes into a competitor, it really doesn't matter who it is it gives a different perspective that people are like, oh, wow, they train, they eat, they do this, they, right. you know, they have to balance a job. And it's like, oh, they're just not some guy that gets up and goes, yeah, let's go and arm wrestling. You know what I mean? Like, we actually put effort into the sport. And that was the biggest thing exactly. that the game of arms brought to the, you know, to the public um, forum was, hey, you know what? All these guys at the gym are like, wow, man, that's a crazy lift. They're pinching stuff. They're flipping friggin' plates or, you know, doing lever, you know, handles with the sledgehammer. You know what I mean? Like all kinds of different right. stuff. No. They're like, wow, I'm so fascinated by that. And I go, yeah, man, these guys will fucking rip your hands off. Like they're just crazy strong. It's And it's amazing. And when you put that in perspective, there's a respect. And then all of a sudden people are like, wow, that's awesome. These guys are real athletes. They're really training. They're really cutting weight and stuff. And, you know, we, you know, it's hard to, we need a forum to show that because people are just looking at the arm wrestling and, and going, oh, wow, you know, these guys are freaking arm wrestling and they don't know it's a real actual you know preparational sport that people are actually sacrificing hours and money and time and gym time and training and all kinds of different equipment that's out there and uh people miss out on that because they don't get an opportunity so that's cool that the reality show is going to be uh and igor explained to me about why arm wrestlers are stronger than than big muscle guys in certain areas just if you want to know no no i want to know tell me he said, we work, we work the small muscles, we work the small tendons, we work the small joints, we work the insertions. So in, in our movements, we're much stronger than they are mm-hmm. because they don't use the same angles we use. So at those particular angles, our weights are, will be much higher than any, any weights they can do. I mean, we go to, we go to Iron Addicts Gym where you know, a lot of the powerlifters go. Yep. We yeah, do the yeah. finger thing. Those guys can't do 15 kilos. I mean, we're doing yeah. 75 kilos. Yeah, 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 they, yeah. You know, and they're so much yeah. stronger than us in the lifts. Yeah, exactly, because they're training. It's whatever you're training for. It's just amazing right. how that is. 
But when people see that, though, it gives a whole brand new perspective on strength feats and stuff. And then they put those arm wrestlers in the same category as a strongman or a power lifter, you know, till they get to see that. I mean, you know what I mean? Especially a guy that might not even be that, you know, um, intimidating looking or big or whatever, you know, 150 pound guy that's doing, you know, one arm pull ups or you know, lifted a lot of stuff with finger press. I mean, people will get, oh, my God, that guy's impressive. He must be, like, the strongest guy pound for pound. But, yeah, for those lifts, he is, and people get to see that. So, I mean, that's the exciting part about the sport is getting people out there and getting really into the meat and potatoes of it and going, wow, these guys are actually athletes and they train hard. And, you know, and that's, that's hopefully – a huge goal that I know the PAL is really wanting to promote. And uh, I know the WAL is trying to do the same thing. You know, it's just a hand in hand thing with all of us together, you know, with arm wrestling blowing up this year, it just should be a really, really good year to be an arm wrestler again. Oh, I think so. And wouldn't it be nice if everyone could work together and push the sport? That'd be Mm -hmm. just ideal. Yeah. Well, maybe someday, you never know, you know, hopefully we can always hope. (laughs) Pretty soon it'll be too late. Yeah, you're right, man. Well, Peter, man, I want to thank you. Hey, thank you for, thank uh, you all, for all you do. Yeah, man, and uh, I'll be in touch with you, brother. All right, brother, be safe. All right, you too. Take care, man. Prepare for the battle of your life. Bring your A game and tune your weapons with the Wrist Wrench. The Wrist Wrench is a weightlifting pulley handle designed by and for arm wrestlers. It helps develop and strengthen the hand, wrist, and forearm. Crank up your power with the Wrist Wrench. Visit thewristwrench.com today. That's www.thewristwrench.com. Well, guys, man, it's come to a close. I want to thank all you guys for all your support, listening. I want to thank all our sponsors over the years. Uh, I want to thank CountryCrush.net, Raymond Cote, um, for all his, uh, for all the handles and all the promotions and all the help with the little tournaments that we've done and Armed Alliance Apparel. I know they're taking a little break right now, but they're coming out with some great clothing in 2016. I want to thank those guys. Uh, armwrestlingtech.com Dan Strout with the Strout Spring and he's got a lot of cool equipment with the straps and stuff big shout out to my boy Jason Gully um, you know, he's been a really great supporter of the show and uh, myself as a puller gullygrips.com uh, the wrist wrench you know, big shout out to Mike and the wrist wrench, the top roller toprollerstrong.com big Mike in the house um you know, great piece of equipment. Um, Brady Ellis, man, you saw all the tables the WAL had. Great tables. You know, go to armcombatsports.com. Um, check out all the tables. They got my half table there, the training table. You can see that on the website there. It's uh, combatarmsports.com. Um, big shout out, Ryan Pitts. Happy birthday. Um, stronger Grips. StrongerGrip.com. I mean, it's crazy. Um, you know, it's just amazing all the stuff that he's been doing. Um, you know, it's going to be uh, you know just off the chain for him making the hammers. Um, um, and also, a uh, big shout out to Walt uh, with the uh, Harmony H2O. It's been a big, uh, big plus in my uh, my health and in my training. Um, 
you know, having that oxygenated water, um, it's just been awesome. And, uh, you know, my big sponsor, RSPNutrition.com, all their supplements, uh, check them out. If you guys want to go there, you can use um, the discount code um, RSP Arm Warrior and uh, save yourself 25%. RSP Arm Warrior. 25% on your order any time of the year. You guys want to order some great protein, BCAs, fat burners, vitamins. They've got some really great products. I've been using them way before I was even sponsored by them. Um, great bunch of guys at rspnutrition.com. And I uh, want to give a big thanks to Max Speed. Um, you know, my friend Todd Harlan, Max Speed producing all the ads and commercials and doing all kinds of hard work, man. If it wasn't for him, you know, it would have sounded like a little lame, you know, show. He put together a lot of graphics for me and, uh, you know, it's been, um, it's just been a great ride. Uh, you know, he's been helping me out with all this stuff, the commercials, all the graphics. It's been awesome. And, uh, you know, I just want to thank him for uh, all his help and uh once again guys just want to thank you guys for uh tuning in and supporting arm wrestling nation radio man i'm craig subelaire and i'm out of here